This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Inchi's Bookworm Vending Machine. I'd like to have one of these in my house, I think. I'm sorry, I turned on the wrong mic. My apologies there. Uh, I've yet to see this in person. Um, You know, I've seen pictures and, and, you know, we've had uh, uh, the first building that had one and now Parsons has one. Um, If you think about just sort of a a big, gigantic vending machine, right? Instead of sodas or candy, there's knowledge inside. And uh, kids earn gold coins for good behavior and positive attitudes. And then they unlock the power of uh, something that they can take with them the rest of their lives, right? I mean, I don't know if there's a a bigger lifelong uh, uh, recreational thing thing or or learning ability than reading right absolutely i mean it's always been kind of my for pull it up just a little closer if you don't mind sorry as an adult i love to read it's an escape it's a way to see in the world from your living room really and so i want that power in my kids's hands all right miss holly kitson is with us from parsons we've talked about this before but there was some combination of schools right Oh, uh, for Parsons? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Two, three years ago, um, Stevenson and Parsons Elementary merged together. Three years ago, we came out of COVID. Um, the year we came out of COVID, we merged and came they together. They said, hey, you know, we've been through the worst three years <laughs> in the history of the country. Now, do you mind just uh, combining two buildings and figure this out? Yeah, so we, we had a good learning year that year, but we also started building those relationships. W-S-O-Y. And building uh, you're on the air. Your mic's on, Nick. Okay, thank you. It's a Friday. I <laughs> it say. is a Friday. It's been quite a week this week. But um, over the last three years, we have worked with parents and our staff and really have built a, a community at Parsons. And so we are the Fierce Scholars, and we were branding and working on growing our reputation and the work that we do there. All right. Now, I, I read yesterday that uh, the state of Illinois is coming up with some new way of, of, of teaching kids how to read. And, you know, you get a lot of these mandates, you, you know, from right. the state and all these states keep score a different way. I mean, and, and we're in a presidential election year, so people will talk about, oh, well, Florida is this. Well, then you find out Florida keeps score a different way than Illinois. I think anything you can do to get kids excited about having a book in their hands, you know, whatever that means, or excited about knowledge and reading is a step in the right direction. Absolutely. However you keep score. I agree. We've made some differences. You know, in the board meeting the other night, we've started some direct phonics instruction when you talk about some of the research that's happening with reading. But um, we're seeing a lot of growth with bringing phonics grade level phonics instruction to our kids. And we are seeing growth in our kids being able to decode and manipulate words and understand the meanings of the word parts and so we are seeing a big difference in our students with reading as well okay now your goal is to get 90 percent of students proficient at a grade level standard right yes sir all right how, how long a path is that with three to five years so okay. because we started low i mean we've got a big road ahead of us and i don't we're not the only building you know so it's well we're not the only community oh, I, absolutely not in the country i think we're struggling with getting kids back up to proficiency and, and there's always the argument about I, I mean i know people don't want to be naysayers but i mean you have to look at the numbers honestly i, I mean I, I don't know how you improve if you can't agree 
you know, where you need to improve, right? right? And, yep. And the numbers were not great before we went to COVID and COVID just exasperated it. We Absolutely. had a lot of kids, kiddos who missed out on a couple of years of instruction. And that can make a huge difference, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the age. You know, yes. we had a high schooler, you know, who struggled with it. I mean, he's a, he was an A student, uh, you, you know, so and had support and had the technology and yep. had the resources. And when you're at our level, if they've missed kindergarten and first grade and they're coming to school in second grade for the very first time. That socialization aspect. That and do that they don't know their alphabet. Yeah. You know, their sounds and letters. And at second grade, they're supposed to be reading small chapter books. All right. So here's the thing. Um, you guys go out and, and, and I want to be very clear about this. Because, uh, uh, you know, social media loves to be social media. Uh, th- this is at no cost to the students or to the district because you privately fundraise to get this vending machine. Yes, sir. We over the last two years, we've held fundraisers in the fall and in the spring. And the proceeds go to the proceeds have been split to put money away for this vending machine. And then we use the rest of the funds to help fund extra field trips and activities for our students in the building. And so over the last two years, we've just kind of slowly and saved our money and we were able to purchase it with that fundraising money. All right. You can find the full story at Adicator.com. Uh, these gold coins. Now, how are you using those in your building? How, how does a kid acquire a gold coin? So there are two ways we have um, teachers can nominate a student of the month and the students of the month have to have good citizenship, um, good grades and a work ethic and be doing what they're supposed to be doing and working hard. And so they can nominate that student. And so at least 24 students every month will use the gold coins. And then um, our specialists are able to nominate a student. So arts music, our special ed department. And then we have a, a small set of coins set aside for students who just do extraordinary things, you know, like do something kind for somebody. I've been telling a little story, but last week during that cold temperatures, yeah. my AP had to fill in really quickly for our car rider line. And she was out there without her gloves and a student got out of the car and handed her a new pair of gloves and said, Miss Hayes, you look cold. And yeah. That's something like you say, you want to acknowledge that a student or students do extraordinary things okay so i we said this last time uh when we were talking to christy you you know because this is the second building now right Mm -hmm. with one of these machines uh, if there's somebody out there that, that would, you know, you know, like to contribute, you know, what, everybody sits around and goes, what can I do? You know, public education, kids, what are we, our future? You know, we're all wrapped up in politics. We're another 10 months of this stupid election. Uh, you can do something on the ground level. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, around five or $6,000, something around that? It was around 6000 Okay. Uh, to purchase one of these things. Yes. And, and, and you, you for $6,000, if you're out there, anonymous donor, <laughs> you could literally just do this for a school. Absolutely. And I think, you know, our kids' faces when they went back to their classrooms, you know, they think they were nervous because it's the first time we'd used it. But they, every teacher reported the t- kids coming back in and like showing their books and they were big smiles and, you know, thumbing through the pages and sharing them with friends. So the kids themselves were thrilled to be able to do that. Well, it, it hits on at least three levels, right? I mean, one is encouraging good behavior. Yes. Uh, uh, one is the success of feeling that way about being acknowledged for good mm-hmm. behavior and the reinforcement of that and then this interest in reading and, and and then getting this prize that you feel good about because you did something good and that was acknowledged but right. then the long-term benefit is that book in the hands absolutely yeah so that's i i, I love these stories because i feel like some things you can talk about and there's 
three-year plans and there's 10-year goals mm-hmm. and then you get a new school board and then it's all different <laughs> but this is an impactful thing goes right into the school kids walk by it a hundred times a day and they get to see what's in there yeah. so <laughs> it's very cool uh so how do you pick the books we choose books that are appropriate for kindergarten through sixth grade. So in that vending machine, you have everything from picture books and early readers to chapter books. And so we've just chosen books that are either new or good classics or that run series that we know our kids love. So there's sure. always something, just a high variety of interest in the books. All right. Uh, tell me about the challenges today. And I, I don't mean specifically or, or even maybe just about your building, but just what are you facing every day? Day. I, I know the COVID thing, we're still playing catch up. I, I get it. I, yeah. I don't think there was a right answer there. I, I mean, you clearly, you know, you got kids in your school that go home to elderly family members. You know, I think people were trying to keep people alive and be safe, but there's no doubt that over that couple of years, it's set a lot of kids back, right? Right. But what are the overall challenges? That you I face? think getting parents involved, getting getting involvement. We have a couple of great smart community partners, but having parents be part of PT clubs, getting them in the buildings and, you know, having volunteers to help run, you know, the holiday parties or the spring party or, you know, different evening events. I think that those things are for us right now. Everybody's trying to survive. I know that parents are working and some of ours are working two or three jobs, but we also need them involved in our school and then taking education home. Set your kids aside and have them read for 20 minutes. And I'm trying to think what other social media technology is a little bit of a challenge because our kids are savvy and they're into a lot of things. I'm like, I don't even know what that app is. I know we were talking about this (laughs) off the air. And I think this is the main difference. You know, when you or I would have been in, you know, grade school or middle you know, school, you know, bullying and that kind of thing. It happened. I mean, this isn't anything new. But when you got home, you you didn't have to. I mean, it didn't come with you. Absolutely. The way it does now, 24 seven. I agree. I said I had issues. You know, everybody had somebody who they didn't get along with at school, but you could leave school and go go home. The phone didn't ring. You didn't have anything following you. You got to go home to parents who that thought you were the greatest, you know, so you kind of could combat some of that, you know, bullies issues that we had during the school day could be alleviated at home. And now with their phones and the social media, it follows them everywhere. And we do work really hard. And that ability to gang up is there. I mean, you might've had a teen line (laughs) phone (laughs) that you did one-on-one conversations, but you didn't have 25 people coming at you on whatever. Joking. I used to have to sneak out and like try to figure out how to get on the phone after nine o'clock if I wanted to talk to my friends, but our kids have them access to them all through the night. And then we've worked real hard at Parsons too. We have no cell phones out like and we have I will say our families and our students have really followed that policy you don't walk through the building and see kids with their cell phones on their desks or out Mm -hmm. so that they we do want to alleviate some of that during the school day all right well they held a ribbon cutting on uh, what Tuesday I guess we did is that right man this week has gone by fast Uh, and these gold coins I I just I hope that uh, the district follows your lead and Christie's lead and others that are out there uh, sparking this, you know, love interest in, in reading will benefit somebody for the rest of their lives. Yep. 
and, and I'm grateful to my mom. Uh, you know, she taught me. I mean, when I arrived at kindergarten, I could read, mm -hmm. and that was because of the time she spent invested in reading to me and teaching me to read. Mm -hmm. And it's something that not a day in my life goes by that I don't have a passion for to use all these many years later. Well, if you can read, you can go anywhere, do anything, and learn anything. Hmm. Sorry, you got me right no, in the middle sorry. of a marquee coffee break. Uh, Nick, you got anything you want to throw in? I remember just like I said earlier, a lot of what I did as a little kid at Enterprise stuck with me and having the incentive to, A, put things in my hand, books, oh, knowledge, man. information. Riff was, was like the greatest thing ever. That that part. And then I remember we had a popcorn machine uh, that we was reserved Mr. MoMA, our principal, it reserved it for if you didn't have detentions or whatever, you get to come watch a film festival with popcorn. And giving that incentive to do well, to just maybe not slack off, was enough to fill that auditorium for people. So combining learning with an incentive to do the right thing, it can be impactful for an entire life. Somebody, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing how well you do with this. Well, and I would also encourage people, I think, throw their hands up sometimes. Oh, the schools. It's like, oh, well, but only 13% of you show up to vote for those school board members that help shape the future. You know, so it's not just the parents at your school that Absolutely, need to show up, yeah. it's the community yes. at large. And I can say, we, you know, we're celebrating these scholars of the month with this, but we do several things. So in, the, in March, we have a spring fling dance coming up. And so our students. Our, our littles are working towards a dance during the school day, but our fourth through sixth graders are working for an evening dance, which is something unusual for an elementary school. So they're kind of excited. So we're encouraging good behavior that way. We celebrate attendance each month. And then we also still continue to do our success bell. So as students set goals, have to achieve them. And then they get to ring the success bell every Thursday morning. Love it. All right. Uh, I tell you, I know your teachers, uh, you know, in your building and, and in every building are wearing more hats than they've ever had to wear in the history of teaching. I mean, mm -hmm. is that a fair assessment? Abs yes. They uh, have to run I mean, committees there. And, and it isn't. It isn't them it. and it's not the building, it's society in general, you, you know, that has, yeah. you, you know, all of these things that we're dealing with and trying to solve, but they all show up in your classrooms every day, Absolutely. no matter what those teachers do. Uh, and they have to deal with it. And I'm sure it's a constant balance with people, uh, kids maybe who cause problems. And then how do you, how many of those do you put up with based on the other 85 or 90% mm -hmm. that are there learning? I, it just, it can't be easy, but I thank you for not being cynical and still coming up with ways and, and the money raised and all of this to, to create this excitement for your kids at Parsons. Uh, I, great leadership. Thank you. Right, thank you. All right. We appreciate you. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.